broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey guys, good afternoon. This is James Dawson from Text Request. And uh, joining me this afternoon is Eric McNair from Papercut Interactive here in town. We are both Chattanooga businessmen at Chattanooga Businesses, and we're proud to be a part of Chattanooga's Business Radio X. Uh, so, Eric, I'm not going to steal any thunder here. If you want to introduce yourself, uh, maybe a little bit about what you do at Papercut, a brief overview. I've got some some pointers and some curveballs to just throw at you. You can field after that. How's that sound? Sounds great. So I'm Eric McNair. I work at Papercut Interactive. We're a web design and marketing company in the Chattanooga area. We specialize in um, everything from web development to SEO, PPC, social media, pretty much everything that a business needs to promote themselves online. And from what I understand in our previous conversations, you guys take more of a uh, consultative approach to this. Yes. Okay. So you're trying to meet people where they are. Yeah. I I feel like a lot of people in our business try to basically push people into almost like a cookie cutter approach. Okay. And so we look at where business is. Not a paper cut. Exactly. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, So essentially we look at where the business is and we look at where their strengths are and what can we capitalize off of and what can we um, really build upon to uh, just help their uh, online marketing. Right, because ultimately the most successful client for you is going to be one that eventually doesn't need you. But there's always more. It, it's always evolving, yep. right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, we love talking about that. We, uh, we've we had some sessions on mobile engagement, and that's something we'll kind of get to today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to take it to 30,000 feet here. Um, I think that a lot of people with with all the different applications out there, um, start your own company. Here's a WordPress, you know, like mm-hmm. e- e-commerce, you know, sell scarves, get an Etsy, which is incredible. I think that to gauge the value of a professionally made website, uh, sometimes people just, they're, they're not sure. Mm-hmm. So, so can you elaborate for me a little bit? Um, what is the value of a professional, um, web development for someone's site? Um, yeah. So, you know, there is at this point, Point, we have so many options for every, I mean, just for any basis of where you're at uh, with a business to where you can start a, a website on something like Squarespace. It's $9.99 a month. Right. People get really excited about that. Um, what businesses, especially um, businesses that have got more than 10 employees, they've got a lot of customers, mm-hmm. a Squarespace site just really doesn't give you what you're looking for. Um, it has this feeling of a template. It has, okay. it it just doesn't. It feels amateur. Okay. There's that there's that aspect of it. Um, so from a design perspective, it just doesn't quite fit with what people are looking for in terms of a professional looking website. Okay. But aesthetics aside, uh, usually uh, when you are um, an established business, there are usually business requirements you have right. that a static or a, a template can't really provide right so you know i want to i want to plug in this api and go into here well have fun trying to do that on squarespace you know it's it is and a lot of business owners that have tried this approach realize you get what you pay for okay and so what we do at paper cut is a truly custom 
um, experience um, and making sure that the platform you're on fits the needs that you actually have. So a lot of people have compared uh, a website to a billboard, you know, mm -hmm. billboards, the original websites, right? Yeah. You're driving down the road, uh, you see it. So, so you're saying that it's, it's very important for that first impression with someone, even as a consumer, and maybe I'm flipping this here, but as a consumer, when I get to that website for it, not to feel cookie cutter, yep. well, what have you seen from that side of it? Not as much from, Hey, you're not getting the functionality mm -hmm. you need out of the website, but Hey, this is going to help your consumer engagement. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that a, a website does, I think even more than a billboard, is it's a it's a validation that you're a legit real business. Right. And so they meet you at some event, at some networking thing, sure. and then they go look you up online, and you have this cookie cutter Squarespace site. Right, right, right. Did you just start up? Yeah, yeah. All right. Do you ha do you actually have any employees? A lot of that stuff comes into question. Are we are we in mom's mom's basement? Uh -huh. You know, working on this with friends. Yeah, and you know. Even sites like WordPress, uh, okay. WordPress sites are a lot better in terms of functionality and what you can do. Right. They're uh, very connected. I know that. Yeah. Um, but what people find a lot, especially um, businesses that have grown quite a bit, and have gotten a lot of traffic, WordPress sites just aren't built to handle a heavy amount of traffic. So here in Chattanooga, uh, there's a lot of small businesses. Mm -hmm. I think I think you and I both agree to say that if you are using recycled wax to make your own aroma candles and mm -hmm. you've got a booth at the market and you know you're you're all about you know reuse, mm -hmm. recycle, and you've got a WordPress site, you're in a good spot. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. But but what you're talking about, who does that apply to? That applies to um that applies to uh, you know things like uh, the Chamber of Commerce okay. and you know things like that. Um, big, big organizations. What do you think of the Chamber's website? They're um, listening. Well, I don't know if we can actually say this, but <laughs> we're actually working on their website. Okay, but I, I think you could say yeah. it, and that was not an intentional <laughs> plug. Uh, um, yeah, so <laughs> stuff like that. I think organizations that have. You know, I mean, honestly, I think the real bar to kind of look at it is that if you're getting more than a thousand people, unique users, okay, coming to your site per month, per month, okay, you really need to be looking at a more professional uh, right. website, right? Um, because you have the traffic that really justifies having a website that's custom tailored to your needs. Okay, okay, so that that's interesting. You say that you put that at a thousand. Mm -hmm. And and is that, you know, based off some research saying if you're getting a thousand people, the ROI on better engagement because you don't have that cookie cutter site because more engaging is going to equate or, or where does that number come um, from? I, a lot of that's from a technical standpoint okay. is that seeing that you're just going to and I've seen businesses that have 10,000 people hitting a WordPress site. <laughs> um, but your your customer is going to look at it and go, this site takes long to load. Okay. Um, you're going to start having growing pains. Okay. So you can you can definitely... I have seen very, very big businesses that make millions of dollars a year running off of Squarespace. Yeah. Um, they just don't see the value of the web at this particular juncture. Interesting. Um, that will likely change for them in the next couple of years. I'd have a feeling. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's kind of, it really comes down to, just, do you see your website as um, one of the big entry points 
to how your how the consumer actually sees you. Right. Is that is that your handshake to your customer? Yeah. It, interesting that you mentioned load times because you you do get the throttle when you have a site like that, the cookie cutter site with a lot mm -hmm. of traffic. Um, you know, one of the statistics I keep up with obviously is hold times. Mm -hmm. Uh, but interestingly enough, the amount of time it takes for a page to load is very indicative of whether that person will stay on the site mm -hmm. or ever come back. Yep. So if, so you're saying you're getting those thousand people, you better believe that that thousand and one where it takes more than two seconds to load the page, especially in Chattanooga. Uh oh, I mean, <laughs> if it takes more than a second. You they're are, gone. They're gone. Right. Yeah. And, and even if it does load, it's the it's okay. And that's a second in Chattanooga. Um, Chattanooga time. Right. You know, everywhere right. else in the country, that's three, four seconds. So we get to operate a little bit faster. <laughs> We're proud of that. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's inexpensive to start a business online, right? Um <laughs> it is, I, I think one of the uh one of the interesting things I was listening to was that there was a podcast I was listening to, and they were interviewing the um, the co-CEOs of Warby Parker. Okay. And they were talking about... I'm familiar. Uh, I and mean, I'm actually wearing Warby Parker glasses. Shameless little plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get any money. I should be getting money. Dude, their marketing works. Yeah. Here you are. Um, they have they have actually physical stores. And okay. they compare their website to physical stores. Interesting. Um, so if you think about the amount of money that it costs to open a physical location, especially if you're in e-commerce. Right, right. Um, you're talking about a million plus dollars mm -hmm. to open up a physical location, get it stocked with product, and actually, you know, in a retail setting, get moving. Yeah. Um, it, you think you can make a, a $500 website to compete with that? <laughs> like, it just doesn't, it doesn't equate. It doesn't sure. add up. And so, it, no, it, it's it's very expensive to to do business online to do it right okay to compete against amazon.com to compete against you know a lot of these big these big players out there so 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 hang on a second let me i i love doing this thing called recaps so a recap yeah. all the time make sure we're on the same page make sure i'm understanding so the website's very very important yeah it's very important it's your handshake it's got to be quick it's got to be fast it's got to engage your user um and you're telling me that it's expensive to get this going. Okay. So I'm a small business owner. I do have 10 people on my team. I do see more than a thousand people in traffic. Mm -hmm. How am I playing in this game? So the way I like to talk about it is a concept, um, almost looking at the web as real estate. Okay. There's renting versus buying. Right. So we all want to buy a home someday. That's kind of the, the American dream. That's the buy a American home. dream. Um, but Make when you fence. You know, you graduate from college, you get right out the door, you can't buy a $120,000 home. It just doesn't happen. Right. You know? Um, so what do you do? You rent. You know? And that's and that's what Squarespace is, honestly. Yeah. It's renting. You know, that's what a lot of, like, WordPress sites are. They're, they're renting. Uh, Facebook, social media, leaning on those platforms, that's renting. And that's what I would recommend to businesses that are at that spot where they're just like, it's expensive. Yeah. I, I really don't see the value of it. I can't, or even, hey, I see the value of it. I just can't afford it. Okay. Um, that's where you start talking about, here's the rental options you have. So you're going to get an experience that your, your customers are going to be happy and they're going to enjoy the experience. They're going to have a very, um, they're going to see you as a legitimate business, sure. but you're doing it through other methods. Sure. Is there... Well, I like the car example. Is there a, is there a lease option? Like, can you can you, <laughs> well, can you pay as you go? 
So it, it really is, I mean, people talk about it in, as a car example, Okay. but a home example is a renting, apartment versus home, yeah. is a much better analogy because if you think about, let's say you put all of your marketing effort into Facebook, Okay. Um, there's a lot of businesses that do it and they, right. they swear by it. They don't even have websites. Right. Um, so Facebook did a, a big algorithm change a couple months back. It, it slashed organic traffic to business owners by 50%. So on Facebook, on or Facebook, in, okay. Facebook business pages lost traffic by about 50%. Goodness. So if you think about if you built your entire business right. on Facebook, right. you are beholden to what Mark Zuckerberg does. <laughs> For the most part, he's, he helps businesses right. and you know, it's great. It's like a landlord, you yeah. know, you may, he may do something that you don't like. And that's just the, the nature of the, you know, the nature of the whole situation you're in is that you're renting. You don't own this property. So what they do on it is up to them. Okay. Um, but if you can't afford to buy property like that, I mean, it's it's a it's a no brainer. So let's say I'm ready to buy, I, mm -hmm. I, and I think I think there's a lot of companies again in Chattanooga that this mm -hmm. applies to. Uh, you know, you've been ready to buy for a while in this metaphor here, yeah. and you know it's time. But that that whole entire task seems daunting, yeah. right? Uh, where do you start and and what should you realistically be looking at just stepping into the game? Um, so the approach that that we have been taking to try to help business owners, you mentioned billboard. Okay. Um, there was somebody that, that used to say that, uh, he would say this all the time, you don't want to build a billboard in the desert. Okay. So yeah, a lot of beautiful websites get built essentially in the desert. Yeah. Uh, there are no customers out there. It, it's not meeting any business need whatsoever, but boy, they look awesome. Okay. And that's what a lot of websites are because they know they need to buy. And so they, they buy okay. essentially in the desert. Or in a in a is, neighborhood that doesn't fit with what they were trying to do. Is Google then the highway you want running by your website? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And so what we do is we recommend pay-per-click advertising okay. as a way to test the water of what terms are gonna drive the traffic in. Now let's let's digress on that point on PPC. Yeah. In, in the tech sphere and the marketing sphere. We throw out these three letters uh -huh. all the time. And we've got these letters for everything. You know, what's your KPIs and your ROIs and your uh -huh. SDKs? Yeah, hit me up with that PPC. I see it. Like, okay, just slow down for a second. Yeah. So I'm doing a pay per click. What am I paying for? What equates a click? And what yeah. kind of results am I looking for in yeah. that equation? So a pay-per-click ad is an ad that you see at the top of Google search results. Okay. So uh, it has a little icon next to it that says ad. Okay. Um, and The it, one you never click on? Yeah. And what, and that's actually uh, what a lot of people say is that we don't actually click on them. Um, statistically, people do click on them. Okay. Um, about as much as they click on the things below that. Interesting. The reason why people don't click on it and the reason why we think top of mind we don't click on those right. is because most of them are irrelevant. Okay. So there has been this huge push to just buy tons of tons of keywords, twenty plus dollars per click. So when when somebody actually clicks, that's when um, the business owner is actually charged. 
So how do marketers get away with doing stuff like that? I mean, oh, it, that's that's how Google made their billions of dollars. If you're fishing for marlin, <laughs> you know, there, you go to a specific spot with a specific lure. You don't throw a net out there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I would say that a lot of business owners, um, a lot of people that are doing pay-per-click, I wouldn't say business owners. I would say people that are doing pay-per-click right. are taking almost this dynamite approach. So right. I'm just going to chuck dynamite into the, uh, into the river and see, you know, what comes up. Sure. And, you know, that's great if you have unlimited funds, if you're Coca-Cola. Yeah. But for a small business owner, that is a terrible use of resources. So I'm a small business owner. Yeah. In this metaphor I'm giving you. Yeah. And I'm interested in PPC and I'm talking to you at Papercut. Mm -hmm. um, now, you mentioned at the beginning, really working in a consultative advisory capacity. So you're going to teach me about PPC or are you going to run my PPC? I'm going to teach you okay. and then I'm going to run it. Okay. So uh, we take the approach of being extremely transparent through the whole process. You have administrative access of the AdWords account. Really? So at any point, you can just click the button and kick us out. Okay. Um, but we'll set it all up for you and we'll run it for you. Okay. Um, I mean, I we have clients where uh, it's purely it's purely a consulting basis. that They right. have somebody internally. That's they have a team, it. but they need direction. Yeah. Okay. So... It's it's very transparent in how we approach that. So keep looking up at that guy. Wave to our Facebook. We got a couple people following us on Facebook. Sorry if you can't yeah. hear me when I'm turned this way. Glad you guys are listening in. Again, this is Eric McNair from Papercut Interactive, located here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm James with Text Request. And uh, yeah, we're talking today about the importance of a professional website for a mm -hmm. small business. Uh, that's seeing traffic, uh, and then also how to market that. So we've touched on pay-per-click advertising. Uh, there's your PPC. So here comes SEO. Mm -hmm. Now, search engine optimization. I take this synonymous with Google optimization. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people might, we say search engine because there used to be multiple, but like let's get real. Uh, it's Google or nothing. Uh, so Google engine optimization. Can you touch on that a little bit as far as, you know, for a small business that's just decided they want to get this website, they're going to tip their toe into pay-per-click. Um, so what is SEO? What does it mean to them? So SEO really started out as this, make your website as friendly to search engines. That's the whole concept is making right. it accessible and friendly to search engines. So search engines are actually finding you right. as a part of the topic that you want to be a part of. Okay. So, um, you know, if you're a small business in, in Chattanooga, you want to make sure that Google sees you as a small business in Chattanooga and not Austin, Texas. Right, right. Know, or, or something like that. And the geo-targeting there, I mean, just in the last 10 years, it is absolutely oh. astonishing. It's it's quite amazing. I had this really good idea once for a company and it was about like geo-targeting things where each city would have their own internet idea where, mm -hmm. you know, you could have all your local listings right there. And so like, you wouldn't go to Google to look up a Chattanooga business. You'd go to the Nuga network, yep. you know, because that's where it all be. And then all of a sudden Google's like, Hey, we should just localize everything and geo-target stuff to give people the results they want. Yep. Cause you don't want that result in Austin, Texas. Yep. Anyways, carry yeah. on. So, SEO has evolved quite a bit over the right. last, I mean, 10 years. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been around for quite a long time. Um, so a lot of business owners have a concept of SEO from 10 years ago. Okay. Um, and that concept is 
uh, there aren't a lot of businesses online. If I get online and I optimize my website, I am going to kill all the competition. I'm going to make tons of money. Right. I'm going to drive tons of leads in. Right. You know, I'm, you know, this is, this is huge. My, my ROI is going to, you know, go through the roof. <laughs> yeah, um, more three letters. <laughs> I think more people are familiar with ROI. Yeah. Well, and that's what people have always said. What's the ROI with SEO? Right. Um, and, and really what I've told business owners for the last several years is that SEO is a prerequisite. Okay. You, if you are, if you are going to be on the internet, SEO is a prerequisite because everybody else is doing it. Now, there are a bunch of things that I want to jump into still while we're talking about stuff today. Yeah. Because we just, any of these things that we're talking about today, it's a it's a pond that's a mile wide and two inches okay. deep in what we're going to be able to cover, you know, in this <laughs> amount of time. Um, but with that, for SEO, you say it's important to be working on that prior to a pay-per-click. Um, actually working on a pay-per-click campaign first okay. to figure out what keywords to then are... include. Yes. Gotcha. So uh, there's a lot of people that'll say, hey, there's tons of search volume around, let's just say uh, it's a um, a, a sub-restaurant okay. uh, in Chattanooga. Okay. Um, there is a ton of, of uh, search volume around sub-sandwiches in Chattanooga. Right. Um, so we should optimize the whole site for that. Okay. Um, that may actually not be the term that people are searching for it to buy or to convert. Right. Um, and through pay-per-click, you can see that. How many people actually ask for directions by typing in that term? With pay-per-click, you can track that very okay. easily. Um, you can modify the landing page experiences very affordably um, because you're not having to follow a lot of what Google does on the organic side, on the SEO side. Gotcha. Um, they have all sorts of I would almost say kind of almost like a, a self-righteous kind of attitude when it comes to SEO. Okay. But on pay-per-click, that's where they're going to get your money. Mm -hmm. So they just, here's here's the rules and and have at it. Right. You know? Right. And, like, <laughs> you're not going to cheat anyone else. You're paying us. Yeah. So we're going to do exactly what's there. Um, but algorithms do change and the rules do change. And we're not even going to get into the whole mobile, uh, yeah. you know, I will say this. This professional website we're talking about, you need it's not mobily optimized. It's like we've been making mobile sites for four years now. Okay. So it four is years. Yeah. Right. I mean, it is like responsive sites, not a, an M dot, a, a mobile site. Yeah. Full responsive. So yeah, it is. Oh my goodness. It's big. So th that's important. That's kind of like a bedrock. But what I was going at with that is it's important to have someone that knows what they're doing. Yeah. And someone that is not focused on tactics. Mm. So Google's whole it, understanding, you know, algorithm changes are not to make business owners lose business. Right. And that's what a lot of business owners have gotten into the mindset of is that SEO is just big this, bad Google. Yeah. Taking my I had it I had it optimized. Yep. Here they came in and changed it up on me. Yeah. I mean, so for the clients that I've worked with, algorithm changes okay were actually a bump in traffic. Because we were doing the right things. Okay. So it and, is. And can you, I mean, obviously you can't predict everything, like when something's going to drop, but yeah. can you see the way things are changing Yeah. as they take place? Yeah. I mean, we okay. know, we know essentially, I'm not saying that we, you know, have a, a crystal ball in front of us and know exactly right. what Google's going to do tomorrow. Um, but we understand the full intent of what Google is going for. It's okay. to create, they want to have the most relevant, highest quality content showing up at the top. Right. So, you know, it's great. There are people right now that are telling business owners to write 
1200 plus words in blog posts mm -hmm. because the longer time on page means better rankings right that's complete garbage it is about getting customers and it, <laughs> <laughs> so if you've if you've moved to the spot of just jamming your whole site full of basically made your web, website an entire book right it it just doesn't convert it is about getting customers and we had a we had a great show about this recently it's it's about giving the information to the customer in the way they digest it mm -hmm. receive it best and that's yeah. taking mobile into account because mm -hmm. that's probably how they're digesting it and if you give me 1200 words on my cell phone mm -hmm. like forget about it you yeah. know but if you think about, and the reason why a lot of this came up was that there's a there's a lot of businesses where they want to read white papers and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And so instead of doing white papers, they put the 1,200 words on the actual page. That's way more uh, inviting to a um, to a, a prospect than going and opening a PDF and having to fill right. out an email address. Right. You know, so yeah, that is going to do better than somebody that puts 10 words and click download a PDF. Oh gosh. So it was, it's kind of, it's a partial truth. It's a half truth. And a lot of what these SEO gurus are doing is just they're half truths. Part of it's true, but they've taken it to this point where it is not. Gurus. Yes. Gurus. Yeah. Ninjas. Yeah. Ninjas. <laughs> okay. So we have touched on the website. We've touched on the cost of the website getting up and running. We've talked, talked a little bit about PPC and SEO with web marketing. Uh, now I kind of want to jump towards, we've got We've got right now our Facebook live stream up there, um, and we've got a Periscope live stream on Twitter down mm -hmm. here. Um, those things are social media, you mm -hmm. know, like that's that's what's taking place. And that's a way back to how the customer wants to receive it, that a lot of people digest things. Mm -hmm. um, so talk to me a little bit about social media marketing, um, misconceptions here uh, that you know, having the website doesn't matter. You leaning on Facebook, for instance, you know, could be the better solution. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, what do you need from social media marketing? So I, I think it's really, it really is important to understand your customer. Okay. Um, there are a lot of, of businesses, customers that are living just on Facebook. And to have a very strong presence on Facebook is exactly exactly what they need. Um, you know, I, I think it's interesting. You know, Periscope and Facebook Live. Um, it, it, it's it's interesting to see a lot of SEO gurus or social media marketing gurus. They've turned into that <laughs> at this point. Um, say Periscope is 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 so crucial. Yeah. Um, and that was something that was a real big deal like four or five months ago, right. people were talking all about it. Um, and it's largely fallen off in usage okay. since then. Um, Does that have to do with the fact that it's connected to Twitter and and that's a boat no one really wants to be on right now? Part of it. Um, it's right from the get-go, Periscope was locked into just being on Twitter. Right. It was a Twitter world thing, while Facebook Live lives on Facebook. Right. Um, so And who doesn't live on Facebook? Exactly. Let's be real. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people go, okay, business owners need to be on, on Periscope. Okay, bear, uh, business owners need to be on Snapchat. Business owners need to be on Anchor. Have yeah. you heard of Anchor? An no. Okay, so that was, that was one that went up and went Ooh, down. It died uh, quick, man. Yeah, Ello. <laughs> Have you heard of Ello? Mm -mm. Yeah, that's another, okay. Um, yeah, so that's another one that just went up and down. Um, 
And so what you have is you have a lot of small business owners that are chasing all of these different platforms. Niche. Because they want to capitalize because I was the first person there. Right. So I want to basically relive that SEO world of I was the first person there. I optimized and I dominated. But what we see is the big problem is that just because you're the king of Snapchat, mm -hmm. if your target demographic for your product yep. is 55 years old, mm -hmm. which is the target demographic for a lot of people because those are the people with money, yep. um, you're not going to get them. Okay. And okay. so, you know, and, and Snapchat's a great example. I mean, you've got people like Coca-Cola that are pushing a lot of marketing dollars there. Right. And you know what? That's great because they've hit market saturation at this point. And they are basically with their marketing plan, they are trying all sorts of random things to just to see what sticks because they have the money to do that. Right. And if you have the marketing budget to experiment. Sure. Go for it. Sure. You know, I mean. You may actually see that, hey, Snapchat really takes off and it's a great platform for you. Uh, even to this day, Snapchat really hasn't proven to be a place for um, really business uh, businesses that have customers over 25. Interesting. Um, it, it really, and also, even if the, you, your customers are there, how do you get them out of the app and I, into wherever you want them to go? I will say there is one person that I follow that does this very, very, very well, <laughs> um, and that's Mark. Suster. Mm -hmm. uh, now, Mark Suster is a VC, I want to say out of Santa Monica, mm -hmm. and he's got a great blog. You were telling me about him. Yes. Yeah. yeah he's got a great blog called Both Sides of the Table uh, because he has been an entrepreneur, a uh, startup guy, and he, now, you know, he's sitting on the other side. But today, he announced, I don't know if you remember this rapper by the name of Cha Millionaire. Anyways, <laughs> he's starting a startup. And uh, Mark Suster announced this with Cha Millionaire uh, on Snapchat. Mm -hmm. So that's the way they unveiled it to the world. Yeah. Now he's got, you know, 20,000 followers there. Yep. But he's he's putting links and saying, hey, go check this out, you know, on yep. Google um, or on Twitter yep. or on my blog. Yep. Um, so, so you have to leave the platform and that can be difficult. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's... The conversation about Snapchat stories and how popular they are, uh, a recent statistic just came out that more than 70% of people are just living in the private message feature inside mm -hmm. Snapchat. So if you think about, yeah, um, you got 100 yeah. million people and 70% of what they're doing is in there, you're talking about, I mean, just, just pull the numbers. It's really actually a small gr group of people that are actually looking at the stories. Right. So. Right. For the businesses, especially. Yeah. So. We're talking about what's hip and cool here. Yeah. And I think we're both in agreement that you want to reach your audience with content they want on the platforms they use. And don't lean too heavily unless, as you mentioned, your entire audience is in one spot. Yeah. Then you need to be there entirely and be ready to move with that platform as it moves and pivots. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of F8 Summit, the mm -hmm. Facebook, uh, Mark Zuckerberg Chat actually... Lines. He actually quoted me. I, it's it's not the first time that a celebrity's done this, but he did. He said, uh, "We believe that people should be able to message businesses mm -hmm. just like they message their friends." Yep, that touched my heart. I've been screaming that for uh, fifteen months. Yeah. Anyways, I digress from the social media, which mm -hmm. we all love, um, and I want to talk about email because email is lame mm -hmm. and it doesn't work. 
My inbox is so full. I don't even know what's in there from yesterday. Yeah. And am I wrong? I it's you know it's it's interesting. I think what's actually happening is that people have swung over the pendulum has swung to social. Okay. Um, in a lot of ways. Uh, Selfies. Yeah, I mean, and like people are, I, I mean, people are trying to do work through. I mean, there's Facebook has tried numerous times to try to get businesses to work in Facebook, which is <laughs> LinkedIn's tried to get business. LinkedIn <laughs> is another one. Um, Slack is a big kind yeah. of anti-email right. kind of thing. Right. Compile it, put it all together. Um, there was a post by Walt Mossberg, okay. who's a, a, a big tech um, writer, which basically is talking about Slack fatigue. Mm. So, you know, a lot of people haven't even gotten over there yet, but it, what it's starting to happen, especially more tech savvy people. Yeah. Um, email, they've already gone to alternatives and basically shut down their inbox, essentially. Right, right. Um, so there is a lot of potential if you do email right. If you take what we've learned in social media and what posts work and what posts don't, almost take like a Twitter-like concept of it's not a newsletter. Let's stop <laughs> these monthly newsletters. It's a, it's a tweet. It's 140 characters. Okay. It has a title, and that fits into the subject line. And here's what I want you to do. And I want you to leave your inbox and go somewhere else. Right. And if you can achieve that email, you will rock at email. And it's something that is so counterintuitive to what everybody else is doing right now. Uh, but it works. Because okay. it's so counter. It's it's like you're walking down the street and somebody grabs you and says, hey, you want to go grab some coffee? Yeah. You know, it's like this local shop. They just popped up in your inbox and said, hey, I got this thing for you. And if you don't want it, that's okay. Yeah. But they didn't waste much of your time. And that's very valuable. Yeah. Especially when I, I keep going to like hold up my phone to mention mobile. Yeah. Hey, phone. Um, <laughs> is that I'm checking my email on my cell. So I really like that idea of delivering mm-hmm. it like a tweet. Yeah. That is that is remarkable. So, Eric, recap. Because again, mm-hmm. that's my thing. Yeah. I want you to kind of lay down a, we always have to have a call to action, uh-huh. right? Or a CTA. So the call to action for the person who might have been listening today or who's going to read about this later for they realize I need a website and I'm putting it off forever Mm -hmm. and I know I need to market. What are you going to tell that person? What's their next step? I unless you have an exact this is who my customer is. This is how they search for me. And I'm just not hitting them on my website. Mm -hmm. I almost always say it's great to get some research. Okay. To do a month or two and learn about your customer a little bit more. What kind of devices are they using? You know, what what are the screen sizes that are people are doing? You can get all that data from pay-per-click. Okay. And that can influence how you're going into SEO. That's how you're dealing with um, even social media. Um, you could correlate a lot of information that you've learned about device usage sure. and things like that. Um, but you can also see what kind of design you should even play with for your site by playing around with different landing pages and um, seeing, you know, what kind of call to action works better. Um, you know, talking about texting and, you know, yep. having that feature in there. Do, is that a good thing to have on your site? You can test that and you can see, actually, this is actually a really beneficial thing. Um, and we especially see it spike on mobile. Yeah. So we need to have this feature on mobile you start building your business requirements for your website. And so you don't go into the into the web design product and project and go, I would like a 
uh, a blue website because I think yeah uh, it just looks great yeah and it's like no go Tar Heels let's let's go with you know this this let's say a light green color or right. something like that because we've seen in market research we like green man yeah hey so <laughs> I don't come on here every week to give myself a plug but as a marketing consultant mm-hmm. thinking in terms of mobile engagement what benefits do you see uh, text coming into play. Oh, it's it is the texting really is no matter what happens, you know, even with stuff like iMessage and things like that, texting is still that bedrock okay. that all devices have. I mean, I don't have Facebook Messenger installed. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people that don't have Facebook Messenger installed. So, you know, this conversation about what Mark Zuckerberg said about, you know, you should be able to text businesses. Well, great, you're on a Facebook Messenger. How many people are using Facebook Messenger? The the thing that's going to hit even feature phones is texting. Right. So that concept of texting a business, that's, I mean, especially if you're going after a younger audience, that's exactly what they want. I love it. So, yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself, actually. Um, well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us here on The Queue here at Chattanooga Business Radio X. We will be back next week with Andrew Bennett. So you guys, thanks for listening in. Live people, real people. Uh, We appreciate your time today.